everybody. And welcome to That's Life, where we enjoyed our Rosh Hashanah. We're looking forward, forward to an uplifting Yom Kippur and can't believe how many conversations we've already had about Pesach. I wish I was kidding. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam Elwalik, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. That interview with Rabbi Slifkin was uh, was a lot of fun. Allison did a great job on that. And, of course, Rabbi Slifkin always is a wonderful guest. We've heard him on JM and AM a number of times. He is a fun man to have on. Coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side on this beautiful Thursday morning, a boker tov to Avrami, who's somehow or another tangled in some wires, which doesn't bode well for the engineer. Good morning, Avram. Boker tov. How are you? I am well. Igmar Chatimatovat to you. Gamlach. Toda. Ooh, hey. Toda Raba. How was your Yantuf? Uh, it was, uh, it was actually very nice. I, uh, try, a few years in a row now we go to, uh, a Nate's Minion. Oh. So, uh. That's hardcore. We get, uh, we get, <laughs> we get things going early. Seriously. And, uh, yeah, I blow chauffeur for, uh, some people that are in my building and stuff for the past handful of years, so that's nice. Although it's, it's almost always just, uh, it's almost always just women, so I only do the 30, which is like pretty easy. You know, to practice whatever I practice right. a little bit. Except this year, there was one of our neighbors who was uh, a gentleman came over. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to effort to do a hundred. <laughs> Roll up the sleeves. And it was not. It was not. I probably, you know, I got a bunch in fine, but towards the end, uh, man, and it wasn't. It wasn't a loss of breath. It was just my lips could not, couldn't do it, and I had to switch from one side to the other <laughs> side, and. It was a sputtering mess, but uh, we made it through. And then the second through. day, I was just like, you know what? I'm just doing 30. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's going to have to deal with 30. Somebody was telling me how um, a guy he knows who's a Bal Tokea was blowing chauffeur with a desperate need for a root canal. Basically, I know, right? The day after Yuntif, he had a massive root canal. But meanwhile, he had to blow chauffeur for his shul. For um, for both days with this throbbing pain, I know I can't even I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine. But yeah, the um, the sacrifices that we make for for our people. What can I tell you? If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, all one word. Miriam L Wallach, also all one word. Let's do a quick fortune cookie. There's got to be a good fortune during SRCMA Chuva Avram. If this is a bad fortune, I don't know. I'm going for round number two. I brought a backup just in case. Because you know what? That's the beauty of the fortune cookies. If you don't like it, just buy another one. There is no secret to success except hard work. That's kind of like what Charlie says every week, sort of. Okay, so now Charlie's writing my fortune cookies. That's, that's right. right. Charlie is also in charge of my fortune cookies. <laughs> that's... That's a little disturbing. It is Citizenship Day here in the United States. It's Constitution Day. It's also International Country Music Day. We're not celebrating that, Avram. Don't all know who nannies here. Uh, it's also Time's Up Day, which I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I guess whatever you've been pushing off, and Rabbi Fast can speak to that in about a minute, today might be your day to start looking into that. And with that, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce Rabbi Yoshua Fast as the co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh. He is a personal friend of this network. He is half of the duo that I refer to as the dynamic duo. And while most of our listeners are probably expecting uh, a certain Lenny Solomon Schlockrock song to come up in the background, as is customary on JM and AM, we just don't hold by that here. I apologize, Rabbi Fast, but uh, I don't play that when you come on. Then I, we're going to have to reschedule. I apologize. <laughs> hey, good morning to you, a good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining Thank me this you, morning. Thank you, Miriam, and listeners, how are you? Baruch Hashem, how's everything on your end? Thank God. Good. It is always good to hear. Toda lecha. Toda lecha. And um, I want to thank you for putting out these videos. I already had 
wonderful opportunity to view a number of them in their entirety, some of them partially. I want to let all of our listeners know that these videos that we're going to be discussing, this uh, these Yamim Noraim videos, which has been titled Aliyah, A Time to Weigh In, are they are all available on our website, the Nachum Siegel Network homepage. We'll direct you to a link. If you look on the homepage right now, there is a link to all of our videos. Soon, sorry, Avrami says soon, Miriam, soon. Okay, by the end of this show, Avram, yes, yes, in a few minutes, sure. There, the button will be available on our homepage, which will take you to a Nefesh Benefesh page within the Nachum Siegel Network uh, site which has all of the videos listed. In addition, you can obviously go to the Nefesh Benefesh website as well, which is nbn.org.il, and you can view all of these videos, uh, hopefully, after the entire show. has You have enjoyed the entire program, because we do want you to hear the backstory on all of these videos. So, Rabbi Fass, has Nefesh Benefesh gotten into the repentance business? No, we should, <laughs> but no, we haven't. I was a few weeks ago. I was scheduled to speak to to have a webinar and to speak to a bunch of olim. Uh, and I decided that instead of me just preaching alone and not even preaching, but just speaking about this time of year and the concept of aliyah, I thought maybe to open up to other inspirational speakers. And within 24 hours, I had six other people lined up, sent a video crew to their places of work or to their homes, and a little bit of editing, and we were up and running. Wow. Tell me about your first Rosh Hashanah, your first um, Yamim Noraim as an Ola, many years ago. That's a great question, Miriam. It was it was an adjustment for me because for the six prior years, as working as a rabbi in Boca Raton, Florida, it was going. It was the first transition from the from the pulpit to becoming a congregant. Mm. Not only was it a transition of, of the familiarity of, of your community and nigunim, but it was also a transition, a personal transition for me. So I, I think there were pros and cons to it. There's cons of shifting into a different role in life, but the pros of being able to focus on your family and to focus on yourself and tefillah and introspection and self-calibration without having to worry about which drusha you're giving next and, <laughs> and, and answering all the shilas for your community. So it was definitely an interesting transition. Do you think the Olim who make Aliyah now through Nefesh Benefesh, and I'm not talking about from the from the pulpit rabbi to a member of the Tzibur kind of of an angle, but now that they have made Aliyah with a group, they've gone through the Tekas, they've had the experience, they've been on the party bus, which is that flight that I adore so much. Do you think that their first Rosh Hashanah, their first Yom Kippur in Eretz Yisrael as Olim is is the most transformative time of their Aliyah? I think there are many different Aliyah moments, especially during the first year. Uh, and uh, definitely having Yomim Noraim in Israel as a Toshav Yisrael, as an Israeli citizen, as a Zerach Yisrael, is, is extremely inspiring for the Oleh. No matter where or which community you come from, you always feel that you're in a pocket of religiosity or a pocket of observance of, of that yuntif. And when we talk about it in Shul, Olam, the whole world is being judged and the, and the world is having a Rosh Hashanah experience. It's very hard when you walk outside of your synagogue, outside of your community, to see the world really experiencing Rosh Hashanah. Mm. And the first time when you come to Israel, and you walk for blocks, and, and, and everything around you is has that Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur feeling, that atmosphere. 
it's, it's overwhelming and very, very spiritually charged for the Ola. And that's the feedback that we receive from everyone. That's like the eureka moment when they come here. It's like, everyone keeps Rosh Hashanah. Everyone keeps Rosh <laughs> like, Not really, but, but that's, that's the feeling, the overwhelming uh, emotion that people are expressing. It's that moment of, I belong. It's that moment of, we are, you know, I really am part of a greater nation. It's also a moment that, pinch me, this is real. Mm. There's a lot of, not rote, but you're on automatic pilot. And you're, when you land, especially, most of the old are coming in the summer. So you're, you're just, you're running to set up your life, and set up your home and putting your kids in school and just, a lot of paperwork and registration and prepping. And then the first time that you get to really stop and pause and take it all in is during Yom Narayim, is Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the first few holidays is when you're able to sit with your family and, and you know, exhale. And like, oh my gosh, we're experiencing a Chag in Israel as a citizen. Hmm. Just coming as a visitor... And having had the opportunity to be in, to be in Israel for a number of different Sukkot, it, there, it's it's so much fun. It is that holiday where everyone is just it's just it is it's just fun, and everybody's in the spirit, etc. I have not spent a Rosh Hashanah or a Yom Kippur in Israel since my year, since my gap year, as we call it. But um, thinking back on just what it was like as somebody who was coming back to New York eventually at the end of the year. I can only imagine how much more so it is for an Ola. Let's talk for a second, or let's shift for a moment, onto these videos themselves. I was listening to and watching uh, Rebetzin Shani Tarragon, and she started with Kimitzion Teitzei Torah Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim, and you also spoke about at the, your, at the top of your video the importance of bringing some of Torah Eretz Yisrael to all of the listeners or all of the viewers who are going to take part in these videos during this time of year. Yes, <laughs> I think... We have to be mindful and constantly calibrate our compass to recognize that the core and the centrality of the Jewish people is in Israel. And sometimes we forget that when we're creating our huge communities and we're getting very comfortable wherever we are around the world. Sometimes we forget there is a concept of Torah Eretz Israel. Besides the concept of Eretz Israel, this is where the epicenter of spirituality, of Shekhinah, of God's presence really emanates. And by pulling on these seven individuals and the individual messages and each person in his or her own environment, which I thought was really also added to the power of each video, they are able to give off and and portray and and give out this beautiful uh, drush or this beautiful couple of moments of Torah Eretz Yisrael to really inspire all of us from from various different angles. Can you talk for a second about how these seven individuals, not yourself included, so the other six were chosen to be part of this project? We, we literally, it was a, as I mentioned to you, it was a last minute decision of ex, of, of cutting down my my speech or my presentation and to have different voices. I share with my staff, why am I the only person speaking? Maybe I don't connect to certain audiences. Maybe people want to be inspired by other individuals. I said, let's create a, a short list right now, and let's videotape them tomorrow. <laughs> so we made a list of, like, 20 people, and I said, well, well, maximum is six or seven. I said, the first 10 people we're going to call, I'm sure eight of them will say that they have no time. It's the week before Rosh Hashanah, right. so we'll have two, and then we'll go to the next list and go to the next 10. So we had a list of, like, 15, 20 people. Then 10 minutes later, there's a knock on my door. 
And I said, okay, the first six that we called said that they wanted to do it. <laughs> um, I was like, hold it, hold it. I, mean, I was running to catch the other people who asked the other four, and they also uh. wanted to do it. it. The list was going, but just to send the crew and to be able to do it within 24 or 48 hours was impossible. And we're going to take some of their willingness and, and just the volunteership that people wanted to do just to, to, for another series. It's definitely it, it, the fact that people received it and they were receptive to this because it's not really preachy. It's right. people sharing their personal connectivity to Israel and to this introspective time. And it could be a series. It could be a series of Torah Eretz Israel from many different personalities around the Chagim as well. I thought it was, um, uh, of course, now in the back of my head, I'm trying to figure out who didn't make the cut. But um, but what's interesting... To... No, who made the cut, who just was not videotaped. Right, okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough, exactly. Who's on the, who's on the short, That's long more list? That's correct. Exactly, area. exactly. <laughs> Rabbi Yoshua Fass from Nefesh Benefesh joins us right now on the air as we discuss Aliyah, a time to weigh in the... Yomim Noraim videos that were just released by Nefesh Benefesh. And uh, I do want to thank Yal Katzman for bringing this to my attention as quickly as she did because um, this is a wonderful opportunity to share these different Divrei Torah with all of our listeners. And just speaking to the different messages of each individual, if we could talk about Rav Lau's, um, his video for just a moment, videoed in his office and referring to his father-in-law um, on the wall and, and his plight, etc., and I remember last year when Nahum and I had the opportunity to be on the Nefesh Benefesh flight that took place in July under very, very tense circumstance, uh, to put it, to put it nicely. And the Tekes, the ceremony that Olim are used to uh, expecting and all of the world loves to watch in real time could not take place because of security measures during Tsuketan. And there were still a number of notables who made sure to be there to greet the Olim. And one of them was um, was the chief rabbi of Israel, Rabbi Yisrael, Mayor Lau, who at one point took one of these young children who had just made Aliyah and put him on his lap and spoke to him like a Saba and just gave him a bracha. And it was such a moving moment that I don't, I definitely I mean, I didn't appreciate it until I listened to Rav Lau's video today because I didn't realize that when he came to Israel, he was an orphan and that he came at the young age of either eight or nine. I don't remember. And so now that moment from last summer really strikes a much different chord for me as somebody who was able to watch it. It, It's when you know his personal story and you see how he interacts with the Olim, especially last year's experience as a whole different layer of uh, emotion. You should just know that three hours ago in Yerushalayim, someone was in my office interviewing for positions, and, and they mentioned, you know that I was on the July flight last year, mm. the one that did not have a ceremony. And you should know, it's unbeknownst to you and to your nefesh staff, but so many of us that were on that flight have a collective email group that we were so profoundly impacted by that intimacy of that experience that it created a bond with many of the singles and families, and we still and we and stay in touch. That's I unbelievable. Like, That's I was I, to my to my words uh, breath away. I was just so moved by it. She said, "You have no having Ravlau and having Nathan Sharansky, just the three or four few dignitaries come and hide with you know hang out with us." <laughs> Between the sirens, with the cell that like you know hiding out with us, um, created such an intimacy of a very very special moment. Right? How can you 
ever forget that moment where Natan Sharansky welcomes you one-on-one at your non-existent Aliyah ceremony during a war. It is between sirens. Between <laughs> sirens, yes, good times. Um, it was it, the whole thing was just totally surreal, and it, it was. But the beauty, beautiful beauty of it is that I was not lost on the people. Right. Like I was very moved. You know that I was very moved by the experience. Yes. I think it was one of the the the, the top three, top five ceremonies out of the fifty three, fifty four that we've had. But uh, but the Olim also were affected, and I was so worried the entire time that they would lose out on the ceremony and on all the pop and circumstance that they wouldn't have a thousand, fifteen hundred people waiting for them and flags and chaylim. And Idan Rachel, Idan right? And Idan yeah. <laughs> was not waiting for them that time around, but. But wow, that is an incredible. I mean, talk about a unifying moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Really is r- really is wonderful. So if we go back for a second to my my previous mention of each speaker being in his or her or her own environment, how important was that in terms of the authenticity of the video and the um, the authenticity of that message that each person was giving off to to the viewer in order to make sure that. Um, that that person, that entity, was was really, you know, portraying themselves in a very authentic manner. We it was very important. We didn't want the messages to be scripted, uh, and it, we wanted it to come from people's hearts. And also, they didn't really have the chance to prepare. Uh, we we gave them like a day, two days notice to be taped. I know, but so the it was, superstars. It was convenient for them that we were able to do it wherever they chose. But on top of it, I think it not only did it lend authenticity, but it lends the comfort for that individual that they didn't have to be so staged, mm. that they could just share their thoughts, put their thoughts together. And the incredible thing about it is if you look at these speeches, they're not, no one's using notes. No one's right. using cue cards. Right. They're just, it's, it's just incredible pearls of wisdom, incredible emotions and feelings that are being expressed off the cuff, looking straight into a camera, and it's incredibly impressive. It certainly is, and, and speaking to the individual message of each person, um, I should mention that besides Rabbi Fass and, and um, um, Rabbi Yisrael Mayer Lau, who both have their own videos, Rabbi Dr. Shlomo Riskin, Chief Rabbi of Hafrat, has a video, Rabbi Shlomo Rosner, Mrs. Shawnee Tarrigan, Rabbi Ari Berman, and then the woman or the mother that I think we've all come to know and consider our own, uh, Mrs. Racheli Frankel, speaks as well. Listening to her message, I mean, the words come out of her mouth. She could recite a, a you know, a poem. Or she could recite a, a mother goose rhyme, and I would completely be Cry. paralyzed. Yes, by her, by yeah. just the sound of her voice. But then to hear her speak, which I've done before, I've heard her speak about the loss of Naftali last summer. And the and her alluding to how grueling and, and awful it was, but to hear her say, and I'm quoting, that there isn't a day that goes by that I'm not tremendously grateful, she's saying this to her parents, for having their children brought up here. I mean, that that is that is unbelievable. What musser? And then for her to finish by saying, today more than any time in my life, I am grateful I'm here. Yeah, it's very humbling. It's very humbling. There's so much depth to every word that she says, and so much depth just to her eyes. Right. It just um, it, it moves. It's it's it moves your soul, your core, when you hear her talk. 
it, it it's it's incredible. And then to listen to Rabbi Riskin, who of course adds his own personality to his Devar Torah when he mentions Harry Potter and he ma- mentions the genius of Professor Dumbledore and talks about how success and this is not a direct quote, but it's a bit of a paraphrase. Success is not so much the kinds of gifts you have. But more the decision, more upon the decisions you make. And he says the two most important decisions he made in his life were marrying his wife and making Aliyah. And it is, again, tremendously humbling to listen to each person's individual message, hear their personalities come out, and sit here in New York and listen to Rabbi Risk and say, maybe this is the year you try it. Mm-hmm. You can't. We just, it's, it, the, the whole point was not to be preachy was not to, to impose guilt. It was just that if this time is really a time for introspection, if the time is really to calibrate one's goals, uh, Israel, if we are, our community really needs to examine where we stand vis-a-vis that goal and that core value. And upon those values includes homeland, peoplehood, building Israel, living history, Jewish future, all of which are all of which are part of the image that you will find on the Nefesh Benefesh website um, that all lend into Aliyah Time to Weigh In, which again is the name of this series. I should also just mention that this, these videos were done in connection with Yeshiva University's Center for the Jewish Future. How important was that partnership in producing these videos? It was important for two reasons. A so that the Center of Jewish Future is really in Israel. Right. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. But, but it's important as well because we do projects with different audiences and I, and I wanted it to be tailored for a specific audience. And I didn't want other audiences or populations to feel that we were imposing a certain message to audiences that would not resonate within it. Mm. So it was a packaging that was appropriate and it was targeting what, where the audience should be and who this message was directed to. Yeah, well, if anybody needs that last little push, I recommend you listening or watching um, Rav Lau's video because he talks about how his father-in-law, the decision to make Aliyah, was that his father-in-law, who was a rabbi in Poland, a chief rabbi in Poland, said every year, Lashana Habab Yerushalayim, and that he promised Hashem year after year, next year in Jerusalem, how can I stay behind in Poland? And he gives everyone the bracha that this year we should say Lashana Zo. Yeah, it was, and, and pointing to the picture on his wall. Uh, incredible, incredible Let, moments. Yeah, absolutely. And and Kola Kavod for a project that was pulled off in 24 hours. This is a listen. It also it also reduced the amount of time that I needed to speak. So <laughs> right. It's a for you. Was, project, it was a win win. It was a win win <laughs> for you, Rabbi. That is for sure. Oh, Rabbi Yeshua Fass, as always, I, I truly appreciate not only the time that you give us and your partnership and your support and your advice and everything you do, both for me and for Nachum and for this network, but all of your work on behalf of Kal Yisrael. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Daniel. And, and to all a, the listeners, have amen. a beautiful week, an inspiring week, and uh, a good year. Amen. Thank you so much. Best to everyone. My pleasure. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Wow. I, I, I have to remind everyone that the link is, the link is up. We have two thumbs up for Avrami. The link is up on our homepage. You can go to NahumSiegel.com right now. You can find the link. It will take you to the page that has been designated the Nefesh Benefesh page. The Yamim Noraim videos are available there. You can also find them on the Nefesh Benefesh website and you can also just Google them on YouTube. I, 
I, you know, I'm not the person who usually sits down to watch these kind of videos. And of course, Nefesh Benefesh is not the organization that you would necessarily say, hey, you know, they're going to put out a Yom Kippur video. You would expect it, you know, Rami from, from Aish or Chabad or somewhere else. But I got to tell you, this really, really hits home. The live lunch starts in just a few minutes, hosted by Nahum himself from 1 to 2 in Encore, Fink or Swim, with Rabbi Eliyahu Fink. 2 p.m. Throwback Thursday from September 21st, 2005, with a live performance by Yehuda Galantz, 7 o'clock, an hour of Jewish soul, with Charlie Bernhardt. Join Nahum tomorrow morning as he hosts JMNAM live here on the stream. NahumSiegel.com, JMNAM.org, 91.1, 90.1, and 91.9 FM. Now, Malcolm is scheduled to be on tomorrow morning, I'm pretty sure. Yes, all right, we're nodding. At around, Malcolm Holmline should be joining Nachum tomorrow morning for the weekly update at about 7.40 in the morning at 9 a.m. Naomi Nachman tomorrow morning hosts an encore for table for, of Table for Two of Rummy Host Saturday Night Siegel at 9 p.m. Still good, excellent, Eastern Time. 10 p.m. Renowned Speaker Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson hosts Eternal Flame. 11 p.m. David Lichtenstein hosts Headline Sunday Morning, J.M. Sunday. If you missed last week's, by the way, it was Nahum's um, anniversary because Nahum began J.M. and A.M. on an Erev Rosh Hashanah. So Matis had the great opportunity of playing different clips from Nahum's first show on the air. If you did not hear that, I highly recommend you go to the archive and you listen to that. But also, don't miss him, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, Sunday morning. I leave you today with Pray by Michal Przansky, leading us into our tefillah, into our Yom Kippur. I wish everyone a gmar tova, a good gebenched your, somebody, somebody's grandparents used to say that, or Rami's like, I say that now. Right, of course. <laughs> That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Everything you work for comes undone You hit rock bottom When all the answers asked for seem ignored Cause you never got them There's not a door you haven't tried But every key is locked inside Your faith is shaken to the ground When all the hope you cling to slips away You're treading water When desert winds are blowing sand astray Sun's getting hotter, the highest mountains block your view, the woods are deep you can't see through, you're losing hope you'll ever find your way. Asunder. When every morning 
starts with gentle breeze But soon turns to thunder There's not a cure you haven't tried And every tear inside you cried That's when it's time to fire your way Just yours alone, he wants to hear each word you say. 